WTBQ. I'm gonna make this place your home. Good morning and welcome to The Real Real Estate Show. I'm your host, Christine Koenig, here today with... Liz Ridgway, licensed real estate agent with Better Homes and Gardens Rand and Goshen. Very nice. And uh, today we have a special guest from the title industry. Uh, Tracy McNamara is here. Hey, Tracy. Hello. How are you doing today? I am doing just great. Thank you. Fabulous. Fabulous. As you know, I do love to start our Monday mornings with a how was your weekend? So Liz, how was your weekend? It was great. Um, what did I do? Saturday, I gave blood. A very good friend of ours lost his life about five years ago oh. in an um, accident here in Orange County on a construction site. And uh, his family put together a blood drive um, because he needed so much in, when he was in the hospital. Right. And, you know, blood donations are always so low. But so I gave blood for the first time in I don't know how many years. Uh, but I did that on Saturday right in Chester. They mm-hmm. hold it every year for Scott Winkler. And then um, Sunday had clients. Went around looking houses, um, Washingtonville School District area, yep. and uh, we found one. So we're putting an offer. Congratulations! Yeah. I love that. I, I love know. that. Get it, <laughs> so get it, get productive. it in quick. <laughs> get it in. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I had a good, busy real estate weekend as well. Yeah. Um, I think I have two accepted offers this weekend oh, from wow. buyers. That's great. And then I had an open house yesterday um, at a listing oh. I have at the uh, at the Fairways in Middletown, which is. Um, Oh, such a like lovely community. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, and really um, nice. so that was uh, that was fun, and it was pretty busy for for a gated community. You're always concerned that people aren't going to spend the time to give the call to get through the gate. Oh yeah, but I had five or six people come through. Oh, so that was good. that was great. Yeah, because I did have an open house too on Sunday, um, at a new construction site in Goshen. And um, we only had one, well, a real estate agent came through for one of their clients, and then we had somebody uh, looking for themselves, but it was a little slow. Yeah. Probably um, because the weather was it so wasn't nice great. and we haven't had great weather lately. Yeah. So Yeah, it was a nice day out, so probably finding things to do. Well, that's the uh, that's the challenge. It's so interesting uh, when I have sellers, right? All we talk about is the spring market, right? Yeah. We mm-hmm. talk about it a lot, right? And we start in February talking yeah. about it. Get your houses on, right? By March, we're like, are we going to list your house? By April, we're like, it's getting late to list your house. And what people don't understand is by the time we get to the end of May, we have communions, confirmations, graduations, um, and all sorts of things that pull people out of the market right. for a couple weeks, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Um, then you get all the holidays, right? So, um, you know, I counsel, I say, look, people come back. You just, when you have one of those weekends where it's a confirmation weekend or it's a communion weekend or it's a graduation weekend, I said, that's just, it takes up everyone's, everyone's space. Yep. So, um, you know, that's where we're at. Kind of those ups and downs, ebbs and flows with traffic for the next couple weekends, I would say. Yeah. Has that totally. been your experience yeah, too? Yeah, absolutely. Do you find that people who haven't listed their house already yet have missed the boat? Or is there such a demand still in the industry that for anyone listening, it's not too late? Oh, it's not too late. There's yeah. still plenty yeah. of buyers out there. And a lot of them haven't seen what they were really looking for yet. Yeah, so, the inventory is um, low still. Yeah. So the answer is yes, yes. List your house. Call um, myself, Christine, or Liz, we would love to talk to you yep. about your uh, home value. And we're licensed, both of us are licensed in New York and New Jersey. Yep. So um, we cover our whole listening area. Yeah, that's great. I actually do closings in New York and New Jersey as well. I'm a licensed notary. Oh, okay. So I do, I um, I close in both. So I'm, I'm very familiar with the markets in both ends. Right. Because I'm at the table with them. 
Right. So um, today our topic is well, going to Tracy be titled. What did Tracy do this weekend? Yeah. Oh, Tracy, what did you do this weekend? This weekend was a little low key for me. Um, my son is turning 11 today, so oh, we had a happy birthday, birthday, Tommy! Happy birthday! So we had just a, a low key little pool party for him, which is fun. And it, you know, the weekends are are lower key for me because closings generally take place Monday through Friday for me, and so it's a catch up, get ready for the week. You know, the standard mom duties yeah but you had a good weekend for a pool but party I, but i well i have a pool so every weekend's a pool party but the weather was <laughs> nice <laughs> until we decided to go in the pool in the drizzle but that's okay because mother nature is not our friend these days and that's okay <laughs> oh, God. Um, all right so tracy why don't you tell us a little bit about what title is like if someone someone who is not super familiar with real estate maybe it's the first time buying a home and it's the first time you ever hear the words title insurance okay Title insurance. Title insurance is the only insurance that insures the past. You need title insurance if you're taking out a mortgage, or it's generally always recommended even if you're buying a property cash. Right. I don't know any attorney that will tell, edit, will advise and a client don't take it. Right. You pay a one-time fee. It's a standard fee according to your purchase price, and it protects you from anything that will come up in the past of the history of the house. Prior, so, to, prior to your prior purchase. Prior to your purchase. Um, so, and it's really important because there have been times where, you know, a husband comes to the table with his quote unquote wife and it's not, and they sold this property. There have been times where it was an estate and some of them, things are left out. There's always, there's always problems. There could be a lawsuit pending that you don't know about there or that we don't know about, or there, there are just always things that come up that can affect your property. So... You know, you don't drive a car without insurance. Why would you buy one of your most possessed, pri you know, prizes, prize possess possessions <laughs> and not insure it? Right. No, that makes perfect sense. Um, it's interesting when, uh, when we sit down and explain it the first time, as I said, people really see it is when they're talking to their mortgage person and they're getting an idea of what their closing costs are going to be. Yes. I mean, it's literally the first time they see it. And then one of the things people will see is that they feel like they're paying for two policies. Yes, they have to insure their their deed, their owner's policy, which right. you have to get, and they have to insure a mortgage policy. The fee policy, which insures your, your house, um, is usually more expensive than the mortgage policy. The mortgage policy is a greatly reduced price because you already have one. If you right. don't take an owner's policy, which there are people that don't take an owner's policy, actually, excuse it, never mind that, because whatever <laughs> no because i i just thought right. ahead of myself. switching 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 gears um it is a big fee right but would you no i mean we say it's a big fee but i think what by the time you're said and done it's maybe three or four thousand dollars on your kind of average three hundred thousand dollar home maybe by the time you do both sides of the policy yes and and there are other fees included in your title closing the the insurance portion while it does look significant because you have such larger fees ahead of you with buying a house right at the end of the day, it's not as significant as you right. think once you sit down and you digest it all. Right, and realize what you're being protected from. Correct, uh, correct. And it's really protection from the unknown. From the unknown, absolutely. There, and it's it's important, and it's important. Yeah. Now, how does the title company go back and check on these? So there are records in the county clerk's office. Mm -hmm. In Orange County, it's at Goshen. I think they're going to be moving back to the new courthouse eventually. Right. Okay. Um, it's by Valley View now. Mm -hmm. And 
and when I first got into the business, I was actually a title examiner. So you have to go back over 50 years, actually over 100 years, you have to check for easements and properties. So you need someone, you need a title examiner in the county clerk house, in the city register, in the city, and up here in the courthouse right. to actually go from A to B to B to C to C to D. So it's going from John Doe and Jane Doe to Bill Smith and Mary Smith. And you actually have someone in the courthouse looking up those records. So every time there there is a recorded deed. It gets recorded and someone will actually pull out an abstract. So when I was examining, if I was given an address, you know, I would go, I would pull all the information. In Orange County, it's done by name. In, in the city and other areas, it's done by block and lot. Right. Yeah. And you would have to run a search. You'd have to run a search for any judgments, any liens, any deeds, any open mortgages, any easements. Um, you know, you'd have to check for right away, right, which would be considered an easement right, right away. Um, you have to. There's, it's a it's a process. It's not just okay. Let me press a button and and get the report on this property. It's a process. You have to know about different courts. You have to go to surrogates court if there's a death. You have to make sure that if A and B owned it and then there was a death, that the proper parties who could have potentially have a claim have a claim right. because of depending on how a person takes titles if they take title as husband and wife or joint tenants or you know there's a bunch of different ways you can take title it would open the door for other people having a right to that property right so you know when a title search is ordered by the attorney they pretty much do a investigation on the whole property they have to get involved with the municipalities to get their there, you know, building department and all different I, I have so many questions to ask kind of about all that stuff, but we are going to take our first break and uh, we'll be right back. We're talking to Tracy McNamara about title today uh, on The Real Real Estate Show. So uh, hang in there. We'll be right back. George Ziola is a mortgage loan originator at Hudson United Mortgage, where you will not have to sacrifice great service for great rates. At Hudson United, George will provide you with one-on-one -on -one service you deserve while structuring the mortgage that's best for you. With a wide range of mortgage options at competitive rates, whether it's a conventional mortgage, an FHA, VA, USDA loan, or a renovation loan, George will give you personal service every step of the way and turn your home ownership dreams into a reality. George is licensed in New York and Connecticut and works with over 25 lenders to find you the best deal and one that's customized to fit your budget. George takes the guesswork out of the mortgage process and you will be informed on the progress of your loan every step of the way. George is always available to answer any questions you may have, so what are you waiting for? Contact George now at george.zeolla at hudsonunited.com. Chris Steritz has been an award-winning associate broker for more than 28 years. Chris's vast knowledge of Orange County ensures that your goals will be met whether you are a buyer or a seller, and she will help with your home inspection, mortgage, and appraisal process. She's also a specialist in corporate relocation, and the home inventory on her website is always current. For more information or to contact Chris, visit chrissteritz.randrealty.com. Hi, this is Grace Warren, a licensed real estate agent for Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty for more than 17 years. And I'm ready to hear your wants and needs, and then I will help you fulfill your goals. As a full-time residential specialist and longtime resident of Orange County, I know the Orange County market very well, and whether you're a buyer or seller, my priority is your satisfaction. 
For more information, please visit my website, gracewarren.randrealty.com, and let's get together. Hi, this is Greenwood Lake Mayor Jesse Dwyer, host of the Greenwood Lake Radio Show. Tune in on Fridays at 11 a.m., call in, text in, and learn everything there is Greenwood Lake, right here on WTBQ, radio worth listening to. This is Zach Crux, Sports Director for WTBQ. Tune in every weekday morning to the Frank Truat Morning Show to get the latest news, scores, and info about your favorite teams and players. That's every Monday through Friday on the Frank Truat Morning Show, right here on WTBQ. I'm gonna make this place your home. Welcome back to The Real Real Estate Show. I'm your host, Christine Koenig from Better Homes and Gardens out of our Warwick and Wayne office. Here today with Liz Ridgway um, from our Goshen office. Yep. Um, and our guest today is Tracy McNamara. Tracy, why don't you give a, a little a little spew? We, I don't think we dug in a little too much about your background. Why don't you tell us about... Uh, you know, all of the wealth of information you've accrued about title and, and where that all came from. My wealth of knowledge, yes. I have been in the title industry for very, very long, probably since 1992 or so. Yeah. Um, I started as a title examiner in Brooklyn, learning the ropes, learning the courts, learning what a title exam is. Examined for probably the next 17 or 18 years, moved up to Orange County and realized I'm not commuting to the city. No. So I need to put a different hat in the business on. Did a little bit of sales for a little while for a local company, learned a lot more, and then transitioned into being a title closer. Since I had so much knowledge already, I had some connections, I know a lot of real realtors and just in the business. So then I turned to become a title closer and a sales representative in the business. So my 25 plus years of knowledge, although that seems like a really big number for someone so young. It it does. I agree, Tracy. How could you possibly have 25 years? I know. I know. Um, So I I have worn many hats in the title industry, and I love when realtors take interest in title because, honestly, more realtors should know what title is, and they should have a title person as their friend because it gives them... I'm super lucky that I do. (laughs) It gives them... So so I know a lot of people in the real estate industry, there's there's a lot of hands in the pot. Not necessarily the pot, but there's so many people need to come together to make one transaction happen. I like to to talk about my real estate team, right? Um, It's not just me. It's myself. It's going to be the lawyer. It's going to be the mortgage person. And what a lot of people don't realize is another partner in that, um, especially if you have someone that you trust and is uh, you've built a relationship with um, is your title person. Um, as a matter of fact, Tracy, uh, for a while, was, I mean, always, but um, I went with her for a couple times to see what she does, right? So I would go to oh. the closing table with her and uh, like we'd be hanging out the night before and she'd be like, oh, I got this closing tomorrow. It's local. Why don't you come with me? And so she would open up the packet um, and show me all the different things Um, And it's so interesting because at the closing table, I work for either the buyer or the seller. The other agent that's at the table works for, you know, the other half of that party. There are two to three lawyers, right? One for the buyer, one for the seller, one for the bank. And then there is this title person at the end. Um, And before I sat with Tracy, I could not for the life of me figure out what she was doing. But I saw that there was so much paperwork being shuffled across the table. It made me nervous. Like the amount, like how do they even know 
who has what? Did you get the right thing? You then have two copies, copies of one thing. For, yeah, copies, right. copies, copies, yes. things Who's flying across one? the table. Mm-hmm. I need this. I need this. It's really, um, it's overwhelming. So I sat with her a few times um, and have a way better idea. But what's so interesting is when Tracy's sitting at the table, she's representing the insurance company most, most importantly. I'm representing the purchaser's insurance right. company. So I'm there. We're there to protect the purchaser. Yeah. We're there. I'm there to make sure that everything that the seller needs to bring, everything needs that the bank needs and everything that the purchaser needs gets done and nice and buttoned and, right. and, and properly some, taken care of. Sometimes it's proof that water bills are paid off. Sometimes, 100%. It's, sometimes it's proof that the, the taxes, that the are, taxes upcoming, are, are going to be paid, that there there are no judgments or liens, that, that, you know, that everything that could potentially cause the purchaser a problem has been addressed and taken care of. Because we issue a policy saying everything is good. So we don't want to claim on our policy and ultimately... The purchaser is our is who we are protecting. Yeah. So it's you know it's interesting to see that list of things, and then you know sometimes you know you're able to you know enough because you've been working on the file that this has been taken care of, this has been taken care of, and then there are these open um, items that get resolved at the closing table. Um, so, and sometimes like you're, you're, I'm watching Tracy, and she's like on the phone with four different people, like getting people to fax and email things over, and I'm just thinking there's got to be an easier way than this. So I call it a controlled chaos. I know what has to be done. I know when it has to be done. And my job is to make it look as effortless as possible, to be as prepared as possible, and to think what the attorneys are going to need before they need it and have it for them. Because the smoother the closing goes, the happier everyone is. Everyone looks better. The the, the attorneys always have a relationship with their clients, the realtors. The smoother we can make it, the better it is for I was going to say, this is why attorneys have relationships with title Correct. Uh, because they see how you manage the file and how proficient you are and what you've done. Correct. And um, that's why they choose to use one title company over another. Yes, so you're their client in a way or they're your client, too. I mean, it's kind 100%. of a back and forth. Yeah. Right. So the, the attorney, back when the recession hit, a lot of laws were changed and it gave the purchaser the right to choose the title company. Mm-hmm. But most attorneys have relationships with with right. title companies. And I, you have to respect that in the business because you have to work with people that are going to work with you. You have to know this is happening and I need to make a phone call and I need someone to get on this right away. So the relationships are key in this business as well. You need to be able to, um, you need that relationship. Well, because quite honestly, how is a client, a purchaser, going to know what title insurance companies to shop? So they kind right. of rely on their attorney for that input or their real estate agent or their real estate agent but it's not necessarily a shopping process because in new york state the fees are across the board the same new regulations also went into effect last december giving different tiers as to what can be charged so there's not a we use this title company because you're going to pay less or use this Mm -hmm. they're they're across the board it should be a uniform fee there could be some miscellaneous fees added onto a bill but across the board the new york state is really trying to just regulate it so um, having the relationship with the title company, it, it's very personal because you know who's going to work for you and who's not. And realtors should, realty, realtors should really know um, a title person and have a relationship with one because they can then tell their clients, listen, we want control of this. We, there's too many hands in the pot. And if we have a relationship and if I've built a team of people... I can ensure that when we want to close, we're going to get there. Or if someone, if the report comes back and there's a problem, 
I can make that phone call and say, what's wrong with title or what, you know, what do we need? You, you, it's such a big process that you need many eyes on it and you need to have a little bit more control as, as the buyer, because so many people are shell shocked. They're like, I have to, I'm paying, like, they're so afraid it's their first time home. You know, they're thinking they're going to be house poor because now I have a house. And there's so many things that go, there's so many fears that go into buying a home. There's excitement as well, but there's so many fears that when, when they, they just, you take care of everything, but really you should really want a little bit more control of the process because you can, you know, control is a good thing when it's such a big investment. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, as an, as an agent, Liz, you know, um, the more control you have over a transaction, the better it is. Um, and there is that point in time in, um, in every transaction where we who have been working with our buyers, right. Or our sellers, have to like hand over the transaction, right? And we've, we've been right. diligent. We've been, you know, good communicators. We are good listeners. We know exactly what they want. We know what their fears are, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then we hand them over to a, a, law, a law firm and we're not always continuously looped in, right? Because right. now the client um, of the lawyer, right? They have um, a little more of a confidential relationship. And so the lawyer doesn't always reach back out to us. Um, however, yeah. our clients don't always know that. So the more people that as an agent I have relationships with. So if, if my buyer is working with um, a mortgage person I'm, uh, you know, I've built a relationship with, that person is going to contact me when there's an issue. I don't have yeah. to reach out to them Open over and over and key. over, yeah. right? And that's the same thing with lawyers when you have a good relationship, but they'll give you the heads up when something's going on. Right, um, and we can get involved and maybe help handle something correct. or get something that people are looking for, um, for because sure. we stay in the loop yeah. the entire you know right. process. But that that can also uh, that same philosophy holds true for title. Whereas yep. if you're working with a title company and there's there's something there's a holdup, you know who to call. You, you know what I mean. Or if like you're getting close and your lawyer is saying we don't have a, you can pick up the the phone and be like, hey, can you you know what's yeah. going on with it this? How can we expedite be, this? It always seems to be those municipals that are yes. we're waiting on. So the title company gets blamed for a lot of things that are out of their control and not necessarily yeah. their fault. Right. Many times, I'm sure realtors have heard, we're waiting on title. Yes, that's the that, title. That's, that's one of those. That's and one I of those nebulous. That that's one of those yes. nebulous statements where I'm like, hmm. Yes. What does that mean so exactly? Here's the deal, realtors <laughs> listening. If your attorney says that, and you have a relationship with your title person, you can pick up your phone and say, "What's going on with title?" And we can tell you. They've had title for two weeks. It's not on our end. Right. Yeah. Or, or they just ordered it or, five days ago. <laughs> or we can say, we don't have your title order, or they just ordered it. Or we can say, it is a title issue. We're waiting for your municipality, depending on what, if you're in Monroe, if you're in Washingtonville, if you're in Newburgh, each municipality has a different process of how you order your building searches and your CFOs and, you know, different searches that are needed to complete the title report. But usually with your title report, You'll get the report before you get all your municipalities. So Right. And in terms of what that means when you get your municipals, it's things like your fire fire certification. Fire certification. Right? It's things like making sure all permits are closed. Permits are closed. Buildings, anything with the building's department, your certificate of occupancy. If it's a new construction, you need to make sure you have that. A lot of times that can take a long time. And so you can have a on or about close date, but if there was a builder issue, if there's if there's a problem with your CFO, we can't do that. It's, right. it's, you know, some municipalities make you make the title company actually pay for the municipality searches before they get them. Right. And, you know, that then you have to, 
you know, you have to know your property once you order the title. You have to make sure the check gets to them. And then there's so many other hands that are holding on to it before the search actually gets done. So there's there are definitely a lot of steps, but that's where having a title person for a realtor and having more of a relationship can yeah, help significantly. You can pick the phone up and just say, hey, what's Correct. going on? Yeah. Correct. When, and, and you could do that with your attorney, too, but sometimes it's just another process. It's yeah. another step. Yeah. No, it's it's very interesting. Just again, another cog in the wheel of how how that transaction, you know, gets completed. Um, I think that we are coming up on our next uh, next little break here. But when we come back, we are going to continue our conversation about title and uh, stay tuned. This is Suzanne Dermody, an associate broker at Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty in the Goshen office. Whether you are a first-time buyer or relocating or a seller, rest assured your journey will be a memorable learning experience. For more information, please visit my website at suzanne.dermody.randrealty.com. S-U-S-A-N-N-E dot D as in David, E-R-M-I-G-N-Y dot randrealty.com. Hi, this is Marcia Talbot, a licensed real estate broker of Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty, specializing in residential, land, and vintage homes. Rest assured that I will make your experience smooth and pleasant and hold your hand through the entire process. As a resident of Orange County since 1976, I know every nook and cranny of this area. Please contact me at marcia.brandrealty.com for the best experience in your buying or selling process. Hi, this is Susan Glusica. And this is Scott Lask. And we're your hosts on Wall Street to Main Street, heard every Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. Call or text into the show and learn how to invest in your future without regrets. Right here on WTBQ. Hi, this is Mary. Mary Ulrich with Cornell Cooperative Extension in Orange County, inviting you to join me and your Orange County farmers on Farm Talk every Wednesday at 12 noon, where you will learn everything agriculture on WTBQ, radio worth listening to. WTBQ Gradually with the cloudiness this morning, we'll give way to some sunshine as we head through the day. The high should stay on the cool side, just about 70 or so. Tonight, mostly clear skies. We'll head down to around 50 or 55. And then for tomorrow, look for a lot of sunshine. We'll head into the low to middle 70s. High pressure will build into the area and give us a pretty good week ahead with seasonable temperatures. As tomorrow night, we drop down into the 50s again on the fair to partly cloudy skies. And on Wednesday, a mix of sun and clouds. Could be an afternoon shower or two, upper 70s. I'm Tony Salimo from the WTBQ Weather Center. I'm gonna make this place your home. Welcome back to the Real Real Estate Show. Uh, wanted to throw out every to everyone that it is a call-in show, so um, probably should have given you guys a phone number a little bit ago. Um, that being said, if you have questions um, for any of us, whether it's about title or anything else going on in uh, in the real estate world, give us a call at eight four five six five one. One 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 zero. All right. So here today talking about title, title insurance, what that means, municipalities, um, just working through the deal to make sure that your investment is protected from um, past claims on it. Right. That's for ultimately what that title insurance does. Yes. Your your title insurance policy protects you from the past. Nothing. Once you close, you close on January one, January two. 
that policy is no longer protecting the future. Whatever happens when it's yours, it's yours. Right. That's your problem. Correct. And when you sell it, the, the <laughs> next buyer, it, the next buyer will be insured against whatever it is that happened while you owned it. Correct. And to that, I wanted to ask you about the market value rider, because that's something that's, um, it seems like it's brought up at the closing table as Correct. an option for the buyer to purchase. Yes. So the market value rider is an additional endorsement that you can buy to protect your purchase in the future. Meaning... You're covered by, when you buy a house on today for $200,000, you're insured up to $200,000 should there ever be a claim on your property. Um, but if market conditions five years from now say that your house is worth $300,000 and you get a claim, you're still only covered for $200,000. If you take that market value rider, which you're only allowed to take, like a company can't take it. If you buy a house and you put it in an LLC, you can't take it. Mm -hmm. But if you're an individual and you buy it, it's 10% of your policy premium. So it could be, you know, if your policy's $1,500, your insurance, you're going to pay $150, a one-time fee. And if you do have a claim in the future, it protects you for the market value of the house at the time of the claim. Now, that sounds like it's totally worthwhile. And I see more, or almost 100% of the time, the attorneys, you don't need that. Right. So most attorneys don't take it. However, the two cases where I see most attorneys urge their client to take it is if it's a foreclosure. Yeah. Because oh, I always yep. see that because urge if it's a foreclosure, you know, another somewhere else the foreclosure process was done. If something wasn't done properly, someone could actually have a claim against you. Right. And so that they might not know they have a claim for a year or two. And in this market that we're in, we're up, we're down, we're up, we're down. It, it's worth it. It's, and those properties are usually improved upon, so their value so, will be more. Yes, but it's not necessarily the improvements that you put in. It's the market condition, so it's the mm -hmm. market value. So while you put improvements into it, like if you're going to gut it, yeah, and then you have a claim, they're not going to pay because you 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 bought it for a hundred thousand, and now the house is worth five hundred thousand. So it's all about the market conditions, the market. Mm -hmm. So if that house was worth a hundred thousand dollars, and then because the market increased, there was supply and demand, or whatever went up, then you're, you'll get that increase. And it's also um, with estates. So the okay. two times that I see most attorneys suggest it would be for estates or for foreclosure sales. But otherwise, you are getting insurance. And you, if there's going to be a claim, usually there would be a claim rather sooner than later. You know, I had a, uh, I had a situation come up where my person that was buying, it was I'm not going to say it was distressed property, uh, but it, it, needed, it needed work that he was doing. It was a 203K loan. Mm -hmm. Right. And in that case, at the table, there was a long discussion with followed up with phone calls and new rates because they wanted title to be insured for more than the for purchase. more than the purchase price. Because even with, you know, knowing that there was going to be that 203K, that improvement made right away, they wanted to make sure they were covering. Right. You and, know, that, and that that's whole because amount. the market value would not cover the increased amount should there be because of the improvements on the 203 um, K loan. But you can do that if you have a rehabilitation loan. I'm not 100% certain if you can. I think there needs to be certain stipulations. There need right. to be like a 203K loan in place because of improvement for the additional insurance. Right. But the, the good thing is, even though I've been entitled for so long, if I don't have the answer to something, I can make a phone call and get right. the exact answer. So in that particular question... I think you do need to have Correct. some there was sort of a rehabilitation. Lot of, yeah, there were there a lot of phone calls. calls going back and forth Correct. to figure out how to how to how, how to, to adjust for that. Price and, it right. What a to lot do of times there. we have to call, we have to at the table call the underwriter. It's not even just calling the title company. You have to call mm -hmm. Chicago Title Insurance or Stewart Title Insurance or one of the big underwriters, Fidelity. Or, you know, you need to call them 
and see if it's something they can insure. Because we can't just say at the title company, sure, we'll give you $500,000 title insurance. Right. You know, yeah, That's all the stuff that's happening on the back end, negotiating the rates and figuring out who you're placing it with. And Well, um, there's no negotiating rates because it's a standard, it's oh, a set right. across oh, that's the board right. New York that. fee, but it, it's based on your purchase price. So if you're purchasing for something for 100000 but you know it's going to be worth 400000 as long as you can provide proof in that being like a building loan or right. a 203k loan, something right, showing with the where two, it's going to be. Right, because with the 203k loan, when you're closing, you already have a contractor who has gone through, Correct. itemized what they're going to be doing and what it's going to cost. So you can you have hard data to support Correct. that claim number. Correct, but it's still not something that the title company can necessarily always make a decision on. They do then have to go to their underwriter and make that decision. So uh, I'm going to ask the question that um, everyone always asks, which is how often... Is there really a claim on title? Like, is it like, for me, I've never seen a title claim in my nine years. Yeah, or heard, I've never heard of anybody making one from the clients that I've had. Okay, so they're not often. Right. Especially up in Orange County or up here in, in the markets that we're in, because we're dealing with just residential property. In the city, I'm also, I also do a lot of work in the city with commercial closings, real big deals. It happens, right? It doesn't happen often, and I don't know what the percentage rate is, but no. but it does happen, but very infrequently. I would bet that there are most many attorneys out there that in their twenty year career have seen a handful, right? But it does happen. It does happen, and it's usually just an error of comedy, you know, comedy of errors of mistakes that someone missed something somewhere or something yeah, I would was think, filed wrong somewhere and yeah. didn't turn up. It, right. I would think estates pose the biggest issue. Estates and foreclosures. Yeah. And oh, we, yeah, foreclosures. We've yeah. had, you know, yeah. quite a... Quite a, Quite run, a of run And honestly, a lot of a lot of mortgage companies, there are claims that things happen with the mortgages or, you know, it, it's... It's not a significant number when you think of the number of transactions that happen, right. but it's still a number that does happen. So you really should have, I mean, the bank won't give you a mortgage without, without insurance, it, yeah. right. so it's not its not an option, but it's, you but know. But then there are those cash buyers who think, oh, maybe I don't need this or whatever, but right. like you said, their attorney will recommend that so they do as get a title closer, coverage. I've been at the table, so actually just recently within the past, I don't know, maybe three or four months, I was... A purchase. A person was buying a one point four million dollar house in Westchester, and he didn't want to take an owner's policy out. It's so weird. And he did. And and I was like, what? And his attorney was like, well, if you don't want to, then you don't have to. And the actual seller's attorney at the closing table said, can I say something? You know, asking the other attorney. Yeah. And he was like, well, you, you know, you can. And the purchaser was like, looked at his attorney and said, this other attorney went on to say, I really wouldn't recommend it. That's a very big purchase. You know, even though you have title insurance, it, you have your title report showing you that nothing came up. That's a very large purchase to not take title insurance on. If you do the numbers, like it, it was just, it was insane. And that client actually turned around to his attorney and was like, why would you let me have such a big purchase without getting it. And he took it right Because then his and attorney yeah. didn't really explain it to him and his, insist that he take his, it? His attorney was, you know... Letting the client run the Letting the client decision. run the show, but his attorney has, had also been an attorney for a very long time and was just like... 
Right. He'd seen it all, so He'd he just went it with all it at that point in time. Okay. Time to retire. How can I say this nicely? He <laughs> time was, to retire. He was, he was ready to retire, yeah. and he was just letting. And this man was a doctor, so it wasn't like yeah. he was – he was a very educated man. And I was just like – and I just sat there, and I think my face right. is what made him like, raise his – because I was like, you're – what? <laughs> <laughs> That's not right. So – but I'm – you know, I'm just a title closer. I, I'm Switzerland at the table. Right. I'm not there – to, to give advice. People or, try and yeah. ask me questions. Well, what would you do? Well, mm-hmm. and I say me as a mom would do this. But me as a title closer, I'm not an attorney and I'm not allowed to give you any sort of advice. Right. I, I have to be quiet. I have to, even though I have many years of experience, nope. Right. <laughs> yeah. And you can't leave yourself open to... No, and, well, I just at, well. First of all, you don't want you don't want the lawyer that you're establishing relationships with to correct. think that you're stepping, stepping on their on toes, toes yeah. right? You don't want to give someone information that I've they had turn that happen once, and it was it was yeah. it was it was not pretty. No, I actually I mean, left the closing as as a real estate agent. Good. You wow. you have to be careful about overstepping in in yeah. certain situations as well because the last thing like there's nothing worse than getting reprimanded by a lawyer in front of your client for saying something that the lawyer doesn't believe is your 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 space to say anything. It's right. it's tough. And again, that goes back to the all the different relationships that buyer is is relying on. If they haven't connected with their lawyer and I'm sitting there and we've have a great connection, they know I've been at a ton of closings and they're gonna turn to me and and look for some sort of direction. And you know, I, I turn them around now. Like unless I have a good relationship yes. with their attorney, right? And we're a team and we we, we know each other. I have to turn them back around to their to their attorney to to use get their perspective. I mean, and sometimes the attorney says something, my brain wants to explode, but I can't say anything. <laughs> yeah, right. many times the attorney will step out of the room and someone will like look at me and they'll say, "You have all this paperwork in front of you. You look like you know what you're doing. What should I do?" And I'll say, "You should ask your attorney." Yeah, because I just it's a relationship thing. Do I have relationships it's... with attorneys. I have you just it's it's not my place, and you have to know where those relationships. Yeah. are you know it's yeah do, do you think it's almost a case sometimes where people think that they can't question the attorney like you can't question your doctor like I've they feel it. like i've seen you know young couples buying yeah. a house they're you know young intimidated young, by and they, there's an intimidation certain and a lack of and a lack of knowledge yeah. like if this was a thing they would have told me about it right. how do i know to ask this question correct right. correct I, I think i think it's a it's a combination of things but a good attorney is going to make their client feel comfortable. Yeah. And, and that's where you guys, you know, recommend the great yeah, people that we, you do. Right. We've seen it. We, you know, we know who is, uh, you know, a good hand holder. Yeah. Somebody to really explain the process, take mm-hmm. the time. Like you said, that guy was on his way out. He's ready for retirement. He's probably sick to death of explaining the same thing okay. over and over again for how many years. But that's their job. That's part of their job. And it's, you know, you're doing your client a disservice if you're not explaining everything Correct. as you go through. That's yeah, correct. for sure. And I'm sure, Liz, you um, have had the experience where someone is coming to you for a recommendation and based on the type of transaction, yeah. you you recommend different people. Like if someone's buying a foreclosure, I recommend a totally different set of lawyers yeah. than if they're um, first time home buyers. Or short you know, sales. Right? So there's specific attorneys that handle short sales very well. And there's other attorneys yes. who really don't want to get involved in them. And I've actually had people shop for attorneys and the attorney has said, I don't do short sales, find somebody else. Yeah. Do you find there's still a lot of short sales out there? Has it? It's definitely weaned it's, down a little. They're there, but I, I'm I'm finding I find more foreclosures now than short yeah, sales. Yeah, yeah. 
property's the, been taken back. Yeah, New York yeah. is still clearing through their inventory. And New Jersey as well, both the states have such long processes to, to foreclose. So yes. even, you know, you have to look back at what the market was doing three years ago, right, to understand why there are still foreclosures coming on, because that's how long it can take. Yeah. More. A yeah. foreclosure yeah. process used to, my first house that I purchased was a foreclosure. And it fell through the cracks for years, which is rare at the time. And it had been foreclosed for five years. And that was the first house that I purchased. Wow. Pays to have some knowledge and be able to do some oh, digging. Yeah. Right. Um, and then it got to where a foreclosure process you would you would have probably anywhere between a year and 18 months. Now I know people who are still in their houses 10 years later. It's insane. Yeah. yeah. It's insane yeah. that the... The process of of a foreclosure and that's in a New really York long State. time. I mean, that's a little shocking to me. Ten years. The average is probably three to four yeah. years or three to five years. No, not even exaggerating. Well, and that's yeah. just to get it foreclosed. Then sometimes a house is foreclosed, and I have people who, who can see that it's been foreclosed, and they want to, you know, they want to buy it. And I say, you know, I'll look and see. Like, you know, a bank bought it back, and we have to wait for them to list it. Which is insane because the bank is not in the business of owning properties. They just it's. There must they be don't something want the liability. that they get out of it, the, the write-off, the whatever, because they've held on to a lot of that inventory for, for many years. Yeah. Um, there must be something. Like, I don't know the whole, like, you know, this every process. This sounds like a, a radio show that we need to find yes. an expertise That's and yeah. have someone come I in. I know a short tail expert expert that might be able to help. Oh, uh, that would be helpful that. because well, they're very cumbersome to get through. Right, and understanding process. the process. Yeah. Um, we are at a point right now where um, we are going to just uh, come back in a few minutes to kind of wrap up. So come on back. We're here with Tracy McNamara, um, title expert. And, um, expert. I, right, you like that. <laughs> extraordinaire. Title extraordinaire. And uh, we will uh, check you out in a few more minutes. This is Christine Koenig with Better Homes and Garden Rand Realty, and I love real estate. I grew up helping my dad fix up his investment properties. That knowledge and experience has fueled my passion for real estate. Licensed in New York and New Jersey, I focus my business in Orange, Sussex, and Passaic counties. Check out my website at christinekoenig.randrealty.com or listen to The Real Real Estate Show, Mondays at 10 a.m. The real estate market is hot. If you have been thinking of selling your home, now is the time. At Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty, we pride ourselves on delivering an exceptional client experience. Our professional agents will provide you with the market data you need to price your home properly and follow through with the best marketing to get your home sold. Call our office today at 845-986-4848. I want to change some things. I want to help more kids graduate from high school. I want more of my neighbors to have access to healthcare. I want to change what I see around here. United Way is creating real, lasting change where you live by focusing on the building blocks of a better life, education, income, and health. I just want to see more smiles on my sidewalks. Give, advocate, volunteer. Live United. For more, visit United Way at liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Dick Robinson. Please join me for two hours of the Great American Songbook every Saturday morning at 5 here on WTBQ. Dick Robinson's American Standards by the Sea. Hey guys, this is Gary Ain, host of the NBA Show. 
Tune in Saturday afternoon from 12 to 2 to hear the only show for NBA geeks and diehard fans, The NBA Show, on 93.5 FM and 1110 AM WTBQ. Radio worth listening to. Hi, this is Mary Ulrich with Cornell Cooperative Extension in Orange County, inviting you to join me and your Orange County farmers on Farm Talk every Wednesday at 12 noon, where you will learn everything agriculture on WTBQ. Radio worth listening to. WTBQ. I'm gonna make this place your home. Welcome back to the Real Real Estate Show. It is Monday morning. We are talking with Tracy McNamara, title. Hello. Title expert extraordinaire. Uh, I really appreciate you coming on the air today. Um, no what, problem. What you guys don't know is that I have been asking Tracy to be my guest <laughs> since the first show we did. And uh, finally yesterday, in a panic, I said, Tracy, you got to come on the show. I don't know what we're going to talk about. She's like, OK, OK, finally, finally, I'll come on. Finally. I had no closings today. I said, OK, I can make this happen. So I really appreciate it. Thank you so you much. You've been a welcome. great guest. Um, we've been talking about title insurance. Um, and so let's do a little, just a recap on some of the most important things that someone listening today should be taking away. So it's standard across the board. So if someone says to you, go with my title company, I can get you a deal. Wrong. Right. <laughs> Run. <laughs> right. Someone so is it, telling you a falsehood there. So basically, title insurance across the board is regulated in New York State. Right. Relationships matter. You, as the consumer, have the right to choose. Um, and realtors should really be a little bit more involved. I know that's not the popular answer for the attorneys, but sometimes, you know, a good hand-in-hand -hand works well. Right. So... Um, title insurance is mandatory, and it's just something you have to have if you're buying a mortgage. And don't be afraid of it. As a first-time buyer, if you're listening, don't be afraid. Or if you're a realtor that doesn't know what title insurance is, don't be afraid to ask. There, right. you know, title people want to help you. We want to be your friend, <laughs> right? <laughs> so there's, it's it's a standard thing, and 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 a lot of times the one the one takeaway I will say is when they say we're waiting on title, it's not always true. Right. At that, that point in time, you should dig in and say, oh, what specifically are what we waiting exactly on? What exactly wrong is? And that's where a relationship comes in handy because you can make your phone call. Well, and I will, I will say that's um, as we get closer and closer to the closing table, as the agent, I am following up like with the mortgage person, with the, with the title person sometimes, with the attorneys all the time to say, how close are we? What are we waiting on? Is there anything I can do to help mm -hmm. facilitate that? Um, and especially as um, some buyers have like mortgage lock rate dates. Yes, very um, And important. as those dates are approaching, um, I don't always feel like we do enough communicating about what that date is and how, like what we have left to do and how are we gonna ensure that we- How can we do it? Make sure we get, you know, get everything taken care of by Especially that date. in such a busy market because, you know, when it's busy, offices get inundated. It, it, you know, things do fall through the cracks and it's not intentional and it's mm -hmm. not, you can't say to your attorney, how could you do that? It, it happens. It's life. We all make mistakes. And not necessarily it's a mistake, but some attorney's offices are just really, really busy. And, and that proves just how good they are, that they have such a great, you know, but they're just busy. And, and so the uh, I had a transaction recently where um, it was it was like uh, one of those asset managed owned properties. Mm -hmm. Right. So maybe they bought it at a foreclosure or. Um, you know, somehow ended up with, with this property in their okay. quote unquote portfolio. Right. So instead of dealing with a seller or even a bank, you have an asset manager somewhere um, and they're making decisions on, you know, most likely not in the state. Not in the state for sure. Um, and they're making decisions on things like whether or not to grant an extension or, right. Uh, and it becomes 
even more important when you're dealing with those sorts of properties to make sure that things are getting done. Um, correct. Be, because they, they because don't really they, have a vested interest. They correct. just You're buying their property. When you're ready, you'll come to them. They've got 50 other things that they're watching. So it's... Right. So the last time I had one of those closings, they would, they, they would not grant a second extension even for two days to get some paperwork that was, um, I don't want to say overlooked, there was something where we didn't get what we needed. Um, and between me and the listing agent, I had I had the buyer. They, you know, it was listed with someone else. The two of us were running around from town hall to town hall, making it happen. Make, literally making it happen. And I know that t I know title people sometimes have to do the same thing. It's um, it's not. It's, you hate to say it, but sometimes it's not what you know is who you know. You need yeah. to be able to have that phone call, be it at a municipality. You need to have someone that you could say, I need you to go to the county and I need you to check this now. And it's all about relationships. But you, you need that phone call sometimes because things do happen. Yeah, it's uh, that that is the the thing in in real estate that you don't always realize is that the behind behind the scenes the number of people, especially as that transaction is getting ready to close, that are jumping through hoops to get that one last piece of information to an underwriter so they can check a box mm -hmm. and say yes, we're good to close. Exactly. So there's, uh, there's a lot of that going on these days a too. A lot of seems that. that every every closing has been tough to get to the table. It is, you know, I think that with um, how digital things are, um, building departments have a lot more access to information. Um, so I find that we have a lot more permit issues than we had in the past. Um, things where there was never a permit opened, but the building department, because of a picture that was taken in a listing, is aware of work that should have been permitted. Right, and, and just FYI, yeah. while we're talking about buildings departments, title insurance doesn't insure all of those things so if you ever look at a title report it'll say what's in it and right. it'll it, it'll always be for info only even though we provide you that because you need that information none of those permit issues or buildings none of that is covered insured. Right. like it's not right just an fyi which you would think it would be because it's in your title insurance and you're getting your policy but that's it that's that's just more stuff that we have to turn out for everyone's approval, so to speak, right. but it's not insured. Yeah, that's. I mean, and that's interesting. And like, it does seem like there's a, you know, it's hard to understand where that title insurance comes in. Where, like, because sometimes I feel like as title, you guys have this insurance policy. You have a list of things that you're checking on, but you're, you're also and not. right. But you're also doing these municipal searches that the lawyers need the information from, but mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the title policy at all. Correct. Um, and so to me, that has always been a blurry line. I, I, like, I don't understand how a title person ended up in that role of finding out about open permits and stuff like that. It, it just packages it all together. It's it's one, you know, it's value all- Value added. It's a, another value added. <laughs> um, it, it works. We, we provide everything that the attorney would need. The attorney looks everything over. And then at that point, the client has to get involved, the seller's attorney has to get involved, What anything that turns open. Most times realtors are going to the building's apartment, oh, yeah. pulling permits, For having sure. things closed, and that that's the value of a good realtor also. Yeah, you know? there's, a, there's a lot of that uh, that back and forth with the, with, and a lot of times you, you get towards the end and you're signing waivers more than anything else. It's like, okay, I acknowledge that this thing is open and, open I, and I will okay close it. it once I, you know, once a, I B, and C take possession of the home. Right. right. And a lot of building inspectors will then 
clear the file if you've committed within a certain amount of time. Some permits actually are it. good if they're open because people pay money to get these permits open and they they wanted to extend something on their bat on their deck or they wanted to get a pool or they wanted to get all these permits. You have to pay for these permits and then they they never did it. Right. So but the, the permits town. open and now when they're selling the house people are like, Oh I'd love to have a pool there. Oh, you need a permit. Well we have an open permit. I mean and and I could be, you know, not using the exact situation because I don't know if there's a right. time frame on certain things, but sometimes from what I've heard from some realtors, having an open permit isn't necessarily a bad thing if it's something that the buyer wants. The buyer wants, yeah. correct? No, it's um, it's again that back and but forth. But that's not the, the title, correct? That's right. Not a title right. That issue, still has nothing to do with with taking title. clear title on a correct. on a property. Correct. What does that mean? Taking clear title on a property. Clear title means there there are no exceptions. So when you have your policy, it means that and there is always going to be an exception in your fee policy. There's basic standard things, underground encroachments, things that you know telephone poles. If there's a telephone pole in your backyard, and that's an exception, meaning you're not insured against that telephone pole because there's an easement on it or whatever, it, it's still giving you clear title, even though right. that's in your policy. So when you're getting, I'll walk into a closing and an attorney will say, I'm good, right? And I'll say, as a title closer, I've looked at your report and it's all standard stuff. So in my eyes, you're good. I'm never going to say, because then right. if they don't look at it, because plenty of times attorneys don't look at the report until they get to the closing. Right. And then they try and say, well, why do you need this? Because we gave you the report two months ago. <laughs> Right. That's why we, you know, we told you what's on the property. So, but it, yeah, it's good to, it's good to build a relationship with attorneys because then they know who you can trust and blah 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 and right. all that fun stuff. Who's going to a little bit do stuff for you? Who's going to look out? Whatever. Excellent. So um, we're almost down to the end of our show, and we always like to just have a quick little discussion about um, maybe what sold this past week or how's the market looking. So today I went through um, our numbers and I did it countywide. And then um, I, sometimes I'll take a municipality or two and compare them. Um, and so I did t today, I just did getting an idea of what actually closed, what sold um, in the past seven days. And I used uh, Warwick and Goshen because I knew that Liz was going to be um, here with us today. So in the past seven days, we've only had 10 properties close. Uh, which I think is a little slow in terms That's of closing for the time of year. Yep, and for the size of the towns, right? Warwick and Goshen are, are you know, square yes. square mile wise, are, are large townships. So, um, and of those, I think three were um, condos and townhouses, seven were homes. And uh, but one thing that struck me as most interesting was the sale, the asking price to sale price ratio, um, which has been hovering around ninety six percent. People are getting about ninety six percent of asking price. When their house is, you know, listed at legitimately, yeah, correct, not not an inflated number. So, um, you know, these properties really have been closing pretty close, three to four thousand dollars between asking okay. price and the close price, which I always find interesting because sellers like to add big cushions because they know people want to negotiate. Yeah, um, but it's nice to have a little data to go back to them with and say, hey, by the what way, I what I take away from you only having ten closings is. In New York State, it usually takes three months to get to the table. Right. So we're at June 11th. Right. Three months ago, we had a foot of snow on the ground. That's true. It's true. Well, that's it. Another week has gone by. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in, and we'll catch you next Monday morning. Take care. Thank you. Thank you.